and welcome to the Lazy Book Club podcast, the book club for those who don't want to read or leave the house. My name is Matt Gonzalez. A route to two to two. I took too long to do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm David Cox. Deathly silent. I was like and looking I'm, at Josh. I'm, and I'm Josh Matheson, <laughs> in case you were wondering. And this is an extra episode of the Lazy extra. Book Club. If you are listening Lazy to this Club episode, extra. it means you are one of our Patreon subscribers and someone extra. who has been supporting us financially. So thank you very much for subscribing to the Patreon scheme. We do really appreciate it. And we hope that you enjoy these extra episodes as recompense extra. for your sacrifice. <laughs> and just to make people feel like as, as soon as my pay packet comes in from Matt, which is really big, I go straight <laughs> to the off-license and buy beer. <laughs> yeah, well, we've not told you before you sort of purchase access to these extra. These are the, these are the ones where I read the book completely off my face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, I think we'd probably get more subscribers if that was the case, if we were hammered, if we do drunk, lazy book club. <laughs> we could. Do, we, that's definitely a thing. I thought he was going to say, I'm, I'm doing it completely naked. <laughs> <laughs> and there's also that. So we do the live uncut video recording of that version. Sorry, boys. Yeah. <laughs> no one will sort pay to see that. <laughs> <laughs> I think most people can wait to see that. Yeah. <laughs> so for these extra episodes, we're going to be doing short stories. And one of the most famous short story books has to be The Grim Tales, which is a collection of fairy tales which came out of, I believe, Germany. Yeah, Yavel. Which were basically bedtime stories to scare the living daylights out of German children. Cautionary tales. But of, I mean, uh, I mean, we'll get into that because sometimes I feel like the morals of these stories is very vague, if at all. It just seems to be the idea is just to terrify people. I think, but maybe I'm in the minority. There was a bit of that in um, Pinocchio, in as in it's like because. Uh, as we learned from Noah, she said, oh, it was basically in the original. Pinocchio ended by being hanged. Yeah. And I think... <laughs> <laughs> Imagine. Now you're telling this story to them, like four-year-olds. Now, if you don't do your work, you'll be killed. Yeah. <laughs> you'll be hunted down. And I think down, this might have the same sort of um, like moral. Not yeah. not just like, you know, if, if the moral of the story, um, not good things and other people won't feel so good. It's like, no, you're going to get... You're going to uh, die. Yeah, listen to your parents <laughs> or you die. Yeah. yeah. It's a good way of keeping kids in line. Maybe we need to bring a bit more of that back. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> so this week we are going to be looking at Hansel and Gretel. We thought we'd start with something quite familiar just to ease ourselves in. Because there's a lot of stories in this book and quite a few of them are a little bit more unknown. So we're going to stick with something which is a bit more middle of the road just to ease you guys in. Hansel and Gretel boys. Anyone read it? I must have read a version of it at some point. Mm. I've worked on a production of it, but it was a very much an adaptation. I think there is like a version of Hansel and Gretel's storyline in pretty much every cartoon. I know like Disenchantment yeah. just did one where they had Hansel and Gretel in hell, like for eating people. Because it turns out in that version that Hansel and Gretel were actually the cannibals, not the witch. Not the witch. Uh, uh, the Simpsons do it. Yeah, the I Simpsons do, have done they, one. Yeah, yeah, uh, they do they, lots of Grimm's Tales, I think. Yeah, so it, it's funny. I think I know Hansel and Gretel more from people taking Pop the Mickey out of it in other shows rather than actually having read the story myself. Yeah, because I think it's. I think what's good about these tales is it is easy to subvert. Like you can change. You can essentially have the set like 
I think most of us know what the gist of the, like, this is going to happen, then this is going to happen. But it's easy to change one little detail of it. Like, the grandma's, like, really nice, or they leave a trail of destruction instead of bread <laughs> <crumbs>. or <laughs> yes. do you know it's yes. i feel that's what that's what's good about these yeah um it's a very easy it's a very basic blank canvas yeah um, it's probably also robot. because they're out of copyright well yeah. irobot robot is about yeah they're always talking about hansel and gretel in irobot but it could be the case that it ends up in so many of these tv shows because it's out of copyright that's the reason why we're doing it so you can Maybe. do whatever you like with it you can rewrite it you can change the characters the story or anything you can just mess around with it and that's probably why it features in so many adaptations it's just lazy story writing so anyway <laughs> that's it. lazy that's lazy nice. story writing for the lazy book club are perfect, perfect couple <laughs> how would you describe this book basic <laughs> <laughs> well on that note so we dive right in <laughs> yeah might as well hansel and gretel by the brothers grim Hard by a great forest dwelt a poor woodcutter with his wife and his two children. The boy was called Hansel and the girl Gretel. He had little to bite and to break, and once when great dearth fell on the land, he could no longer procure even daily bread. Now when he thought over this by night in his bed and tossed about in his anxiety, he groaned, and said to his wife, what does he sound like? Oh, this is the woodcutter. Wood so, yeah, so this the, is the thing. The you either go woodcuttery or we go German. What's woodcuttery when it's uh, I know, is I think that, the woodcutter big... should be uh, just really, really Yorkshire, you know, just like salt of the earth. He, he needs a gruff voice, doesn't he? He yeah, has to be bit, kind bit of like Yorkshire, the man of the yeah. earth. I was going to yeah. give okay. a football manager reference, but that's not going to be... I was going to say... <laughs> it would have been entirely lost Sean on Dutch. me. He, oh, he, yeah. He, he Good old Sean. He, speak, he speaks a bit like this. <laughs> um, so maybe you could do that. Anyway, anyone that anyone know, anyone's listened to the podcast knows Sean Dyche, Burnley FC. Good manager. old Sean he, he, Dyche. He sounds like that. And he sounds like he sounds like he's got some really, really bad stuff going on in his vocal cords. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> Just to make sure we ruin Josh's, one, Josh's chords as well. Yeah. Yeah. What is to become of us? How are we to feed our poor children when we no longer have anything even for ourselves? It's so croaky and monotone. It's great. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks very much. Uh, the, he doesn't woman... sound like he's the life and soul of the party, does he? But then he works with logs all day. So I don't imagine he's like that interesting to talk to. He doesn't to. need to be entertaining. <laughs> um, the woman, his wife, answers. Can we make her the same as the Duchess in Alice in Wonderland? One Just because. Oh, I don't remember that. <laughs> uh, do you support this choice? I like the boys. They're not reason for it. I just like it. I mean, this is this is bonus episode. The people who were paid to listen to this nonsense probably annoying. know exactly what they've signed up for. So, <laughs> so I don't. I don't. I think we are not restricted yeah, to public decency anymore. <laughs> And I also like. I also said to Matt, I think we can go for it as if we actually have to do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what, husband, <laughs> answered the woman. Early tomorrow morning, we will take the children out into the forest uh, to where it is the thickest. 
There we will light a fire for them and give each of them one more piece of bread and then we will go to our work and leave them alone. <laughs> they, w- they will not find a way home again and we shall be rid of them. So they are Whoa. literally just dumping the kids in the forest. Not a second thought there from the wife. Wow. So the moral of this story is what? Child abandonment? Like what? what's the... Really? Parents are terrible... Don't have kids if you can't afford them. Is that a moral here? <laughs> I think it probably is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, wife, said the man. I will not do that. How can a bear to leave my children alone in the forest? The wild animals would soon come and tear them to pieces. Oh, you fool, said she. <laughs> Then we must all four die of hunger. You may as well plane the planks for our coffins. And she left him no peace until he consented. But I feel very sorry for the poor children all the same, said the man. The two children had also not been able to sleep for hunger and had heard what their stepmother had said to their father. Oh, she's the stepmum. Right, okay. It's the first time they've mentioned that she's the stepmom. Yeah, so well, no, as soon as they said that, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, she just wants to get rid of him. She fills the trope. Gretel wept bitter tears and said to Hansel, what does Gretel sound like? Are we going to have some little German children, just so at least there's something native to the... Don't pork me, I'm full of chocolate! Yeah. <laughs> That's a just like that. Reference, by the way. Yes, oh, okay. it is. Um, yeah, I think it's Guter, isn't it? Yeah. Um yeah, if you have Gretel just kind of like slightly higher than Hansel. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But both, both little two, German two little two little skinny German kids, yeah. Okay, okay. <clears throat> now all is over with us. <laughs> Be quiet, Gretel, said Hansel. Do not distress yourself. I will soon find a way to help us. <laughs> and when the old folks had fallen asleep, he got up, put on his little coat, opened the door below and crept outside. The moon shone brightly and the white pebbles which lay in front of the house glittered like real silver pennies. Hansel stooped and stuffed the little pocket of his coat with as many as he could get in. Then he went back and said to Gretel, Be comforted, dear little sister, and sleep in peace. God will not forsake us. And he lay down again in his bed. When day dawned, but before the sun had risen, the woman came and awoke the two children, saying, Get up, you sluggards! We are going to the forest to fetch wood. (laughs) She is so horrible. I know. Hate her. She gave each a little piece of bread and said, There is something for your dinner, but do not eat it up before then, for you will get nothing else. Gretel took the bread under her apron as Hansel had the pebbles in his pocket. Then they all set out together on the way to the forest. When they had walked a short time, Hansel stood still and peeped back at the house, and did so again and again. His father said, Hansel, what you're looking at there and staying behind for? Pay attention and do not forget how to use your legs. Ah, father, said Hansel. I am looking at the little white cat which is sitting up on the roof and wants to say goodbye to me. 
The wife said, Fool, that is not your little cat. That is the morning sun which is shining on the chimneys. <laughs> Hansel, however, had not been looking back at the cat, but had been constantly throwing one of the white pebbles out of his pocket on the road. When they had reached the middle of the forest, the father said, Now, children, pile up some wood, and I will light a fire that you may not be cold. Hansel and Gretel gathered brushwood together as high as a little hill. The brushwood was lighted, and when the flames were burning very high, the woman said, Now, children, lay yourselves down by the fire and rest. We will go into the forest and cut some wood. When we have done, we will come back and fetch you away. Hansel and Gretel sat by the fire, and when noon came, each ate a little piece of bread, and as they heard the strokes of the wood axe, they believed that their father was near. It was not the axe, however, but a branch which he had fastened to a withered tree which the wind was blowing backwards and forwards. And as they had been sitting such a long time, their eyes closed with fatigue and they fell fast asleep. I mean, that's just like a whole other level of conniving, isn't it? They've literally thought of everything to trick these kids. Yeah. The thing is, they know exactly what's going to happen. So if I was them, as soon as they walked away, I would have just followed the pebbles back to the house and just been like, and then when they came back, sneaking in, thinking they'd just abandoned me, I'd be like watching the telly in the living room, <laughs> like going, oh, what <laughs> took you so long? <laughs> <laughs> the stopwatch. <laughs> when at last they awoke, it was already dark night. Gretel began to cry and said, how are we to get out of the forest now? But Hansel comforted her and said, Just a little while until the moon has risen, and then we will soon find the way. And when the full moon had risen, Hansel took his little sister by the hand and followed the pebbles, which shone like newly coined silver pieces, and showed them the way. They walked the whole night long, and by break of day came once more to their father's house. They knocked at the door, And when the woman opened it and saw that it was Hansel and Gretel, she said, You naughty children! Why have you slept so long in the forest? We thought you were never coming back at all! The father, however, rejoiced, for it had cut him to the heart to leave them behind alone. Not long afterwards, there was once more great darth throughout the land, and the children heard their mother saying at night to their father, Everything is eaten again! We have one half loaf left, and that is the end. The children must go. We will take them farther into the wood so they will not find their way out again. There is no other means of saving ourselves. She's the worst. Mm. Actually, (laughs) Literally the worst. The man's heart was heavy, and he thought, It would be better for you to share the last mouthful with your children. The woman, however, would listen to nothing of what he had to say, but scolded and reproached him. He who says A must say B, likewise, and as he had yielded the first time, he had to do a second time also. The children, however, were still awake and had heard the conversation. When the old folks were asleep, Hansel again got up and wanted to go out and pick up pebbles as he had done before, but the woman had locked the door and Hansel could not get out. Nevertheless, He comforted his little sister and said, 
Do not cry, Gretel. Go to sleep quietly, and good God will help us. These parents need to be get better at whispering, don't they? They need they to really kind do. of realise that their house is small and that they can't just talk loudly. Yeah, or at least check the kids are asleep before you're going to Yeah, exactly, about. before you tell them they're going to abandon them in the woods. For sure. Early in the morning came the woman and took the children out of their beds. Their piece of bread was given to them, but it was still smaller than the time before. On the way into the forest, Hansel crumbled his in his pocket, and often stood still and threw a morsel on the ground. Hansel, why do you stop and look round? said the father. Go on. I am looking back at my little pigeon, which is sitting on the roof and wants to say goodbye to me. It keeps writing the same line every time. <laughs> it's just a bit dim, isn't it? Yeah. Fool, said the woman. <laughs> that is not your little pigeon. That is the morning sun that is shining on the chimney. Hansel, however, little by little, threw all the crumbs on the path. The woman led the children still deeper into the forest, where they had never in their lives been before. Then a great fire was again made, and the mother said, Just sit there, you children, and when you are tired, you may sleep a little. We are going into the forest to cut wood, and in the evening, when we are done, we will come and fetch you away. When it was noon, Gretel shared her piece of bread with Hansel who had scattered his by the way. Then they fell asleep, and evening passed, and no one came to the poor children. They did not awake until it was dark night, and Hansel comforted his little sister and said, Just wait, Gretel, until the moon rises, and then we shall see the crumbs of bread, which I have strewn about. They will show us our way home again. When the moon came, they set out, but they found no crumbs for the many thousands of birds which fly about in the woods and fields had picked them all up. Hansel said to Gretel, We shall soon find a way. But they did not find it. They walked the whole night, and all the next day too, from morning till evening. But they did not get out of the forest, and were very hungry, for they had nothing to eat but two or three berries which grew on the ground. And as they were so weary that their legs would carry them no longer, they lay down beneath a tree and fell asleep. It was now three mornings since they had left their father's house. They began to walk again, but they always came deeper into the forest, and if help did not come soon, they must die of hunger and weariness. When it was midday, they saw a beautiful snow-white bird sitting on the bough, which sang... <laughs> <laughs> she's going to come all the way to the forest she's going no you it's can't. not oh, a bird it's this <laughs> alright mum <laughs> she loves being right more than the kids <laughs> they saw a beautiful snow white bird sitting on a bough which sang so delightfully that they stood still and listened to it and when its song was over it spread its they wings applauded. and flew away <laughs> before them. <laughs> oh, bravo. Well done. That's pretty good. They signed him for a record deal. <laughs> yeah. Happily ever after. It spread its wings and flew away before them, and they followed it until they reached a little house, on the roof of which it alighted. And when they approached the little house, they saw that it was built of bread and covered with cakes, but that the windows were of clear sugar. We will set to work on that, said Hansel. 
and have a good meal. I will eat a bit of the roof, and you, Gretel, can eat some of the window. It will taste sweet. Hansel reached up above and broke off a little of the roof to try how it tasted, and Gretel leant against the window and nibbled at the panes. Could you imagine being the old lady inside the house and just seeing some girl going, eh, 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 like just licking your window? <laughs> just making that sort of like, noise. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Then a soft voice cried from the parlour. Soft voice. This is the witch, isn't it? Are we going to make her very obviously evil right from the off? Should we give her like a bit of a cackly kind of voice? How is your Wicked Witch of the Yeah, West? Wicked Witch of the West kind of... Oh, hello, fly, my pretties! Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can go for that if you want. Yeah. So, to, But is she sort of attempting not to sound so... I think mm-hmm. the kids are naive and starving enough to just basically go, great, a grown-up to look after me. Okay. Because they've lived, lived all this time with their stepmom and they haven't realised that she's evil, so... Well, that's true, yeah. Nibble, nibble, gnaw. Who is nibbling at my little house? I mean, Why she missed she the card there. Why did she say nibble at my door? Yeah, that's exactly how I was about to say. <laughs> that's... The Brothers Grimm are not Dr. Zeus. Maybe it rhymes in German, who knows? <laughs> oh, yeah. true, actually. Yes, it might yeah. be a translation. The children answered, The wind, the wind, the heaven-born wind, and went on eating without disturbing themselves. Hansel who liked the taste of the roof, tore down a great piece of it, and Gretel pushed out the whole of one round window pane, sat down and enjoyed herself with it. (laughs) Suddenly, the door opened, and a woman as old as the hills, who supported herself on crutches, came creeping out. Hansel and Gretel were so terribly frightened that they let fall what they had in their hands. The old woman, however, nodded her head and said, you dear children, what has brought you here? Oh, do come in and stay with me. No harm shall happen to you. Cackle. Eyes <laughs> <laughs> <is> phenomenal. <laughs> it needed it needed it on the no harm will come because that's a threat, isn't it? It's like that whole kind of thing, and it's like he needed the laugh to be like. If you believe this, you're an idiot. Yeah, 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 yeah. She took them both by the hand and led them into her little house. Then good food was set before them, milk and pancakes, with sugar, apples and nuts. Afterwards, two pretty little beds were covered with clean white linen, and Hansel and Gretel lay down in them and thought they were in heaven. Is everything in this woman's house made of sweet stuff? Does she she must just have diabetes, right? Surely. I don't well, think she eats it. I don't think she, she, she doesn't it, no. eat it. Oh, okay, fair enough. She I just think uses it's a really, it to it's, it's, a, it's a honey trap, isn't it? it is. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> if you're pardon the pun. <laughs> the old woman had only pretended to be so kind. She was in reality a wicked witch no. who lay in wait for children <laughs> and had only built the little house of bread in order to entice them there. When a child fell into her power, she killed it, cooked and ate it, and that was a feast day for her. So, you know, they said the house is made of bread. 
Yeah. Do you think she just they... like baked a big loaf and then tunneled the rooms out? Or no. did she bake each individual slab and then like glue them together like you would a, a gingerbread house at Christmas? Yeah, I think she probably has a brick shaped mould for the oven. Mm-hmm. And you yeah. could probably do Oh, you think she she baked each individual brick yeah. and then built it? Is that uh, it's, okay, it's easy to like and then, like that's a bit sturdier, la- I think. Layered on, layered on with a trowel, the icing. Yeah, no, and that you would only need a normal sized oven to do that. The two, the ways that I suggested, you'd need a house sized oven. <laughs> yeah, I really would. Unless she just brought it in from, like, you know, she got she, she outsourced it. Uh, I do wonder what it. the original German word was for bread here. Whether it was the same bread that they would use for, like, you know, a sandwich. Or because of course, are you always know? Oh, Hansel and Gretel in the gingerbread house, but they've not said gingerbread at all. No, she's not said gingerbread, but I think it is gingerbread because every single like note I'm looking at online regarding this story mentions gingerbread. Yeah, it's funny that the story just says bread though, and and I'm thinking it must be a, a sturdy bread, and which of course gingerbread well, have you is seen more of a German biscuit. bread. German bread, yeah, like German bread is dense. Bread. It's so dense. dense. Is, is, is it called like Nackerbrunn or something like that? Mm. I swear that's like a bread there. I don't know. They have a they have a lot of um like really heavy like soda breads and Stollen. Uh, pop uh, pumpernickel is a heavy bread as well, lots of seeds in it. Mm. Stollen is more like a like a fruit cake. Yeah, it looked like a really dense fruit cake with nuts in it and stuff. Is this the lazy bread club? <laughs> <laughs> this week we discuss a different type of bread. <laughs> I, do, I do really enjoy bread, I'm not gonna lie to you. Witches have red eyes and cannot see far but they have a keen scent, like the beasts, and are aware when human beings draw near. When Hansel and Gretel came into her neighbourhood, she laughed with malice and said mockingly, I have them. They shall not escape me again. (laughs) Again? Has she caught them once before? I don't know. Weird. Oh, well, maybe when they were walking back last time, she was like, oh, but then we never heard about it. <laughs> oh, oh. Early in the morning, before the children were awake, she was already up. And when she saw both of them sleeping and looking so pretty, with their plump and rosy cheeks, she muttered to herself, That will be a dainty mouthful. <laughs> oh. Then she seized Hansel with her shriveled hand, carried him into a little stable, and locked him in behind a grated door. Scream as he might, it would not help him. This is the lady that needed crutches to walk, and she just carried a child into a... Are the no, crutches fake it. as well? Is she pretending <laughs> to be disabled to, like... She, I think, she does it to get up my parking space. <laughs> <laughs> it's just for the band. Um, yeah, she, to, when she goes to Morrison's. She wants to go right by the door, isn't it? Yeah. I ran out of ice gems for my door. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be damned if I have to park too far away. <laughs> I could park right, but I could see right into the entrance. <laughs> <laughs> I'll even park in the one with the picture of the, the, the mum and the, the bush chair spaces. <laughs> Then she went to Gretel, shook her till she awoke, and cried, Get up, lazy thing, fetch some water, and cook something good for your brother. He is in the stable outside and is to be made fat. When he is fat, I will eat him. 
Oh, wow. So she's not trying to hide this plan. I thought she was kind of more subtle and maniacal than this. Did she think, did she think Gretel was going to be like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah cool, 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 cool. <laughs> She'd be like, right, give us a leg. <laughs> yeah. I was going to suggest the same thing. <laughs> Gretel began to weep bitterly, but it was all in vain, for she was forced to do what the Wicked Witch commanded. And now the best food was cooked for poor Hansel, but Gretel got nothing but crab shells. What? Every morning, crab shells apparently is a thing, every morning the woman crept to the little stable and cried, Hansel, stretch out your finger that I may feel if you will soon be fat. Hansel, however, stretched out a little bone to her, and the old woman who had dim eyes could not see it and thought it was Hansel's finger, and was astonished that there was no way of fattening him. So instead of just not eating all the food and, like, exercising in the stable so that he doesn't put on weight, he's got, yeah, screw it, I'll eat all the food and I will oh, get yeah. fat, but I'll just pretend that I'm I admire fat. him. He's, <laughs> I, would, I would definitely he's best, do that. He's, bet, he's bettering the, the witch. <laughs> like, because... Like, you know, it's, it's an opportunity of a lifetime to eat her house. And in fact, the, the project should be, I'm going to eat your house so that by the time you get to it, like, you've eaten the oven, you've eaten all the, <laughs> all the kitchen utensils. So even if you wanted to cook me, you can't. You'd be like, was <laughs> it worth it, witch? It's cost yeah. you everything. Yeah. yeah. Every crab in the land, apparently. Every crab. When four weeks had gone by and Hansel still remained thin, she was seized with impatience and would not wait any longer. Now then, Gretel, she cried to the girl, stir yourself and bring some water. Let Hansel be fat or lean. Tomorrow I will kill him and cook him. <laughs> <laughs> I love it if she opens the door and he's actually just this boulder of a boy. And yeah, then she was yeah, like, oh, he's there. been faking it the entire time. Ah, how the poor little sister did lament when she had to fetch the water, and how her tears did flow down her cheeks. Dear God, do help us, she cried. If the wild beasts in the forest had but devoured us, we should at any rate have died together. Just keep your nose to yourself, said the old woman. It won't help you at all. Early in the morning, Gretel had to go out and hang up the cauldron with the water and light the fire. We will bake first, said the old woman. I have already heated the oven and kneaded the dough. She pushed poor Gretel out to the oven, from which flames of fire were already darting. Creep in, said the witch, and see if it is properly heated so that we can put the bread in. And once Gretel was inside, she intended to shut the oven and let her bake in it, and then she would eat her too. But Gretel saw what she had in mind and said, I do not know how I am to do it. How do I get in? Silly goose, said the old woman. The door is big enough. Just look, I can get in myself. And she crept up, and thrust her head into the oven. Then Gretel gave her a push that drove her far into it and shut the iron door and fastened the bolt. 
Oh, then she began to howl quite horribly, but Gretel ran away, and the godless witch was miserably burnt to death. Nice. Gretel, however, ran like lightning to Hansel, opened his little stable, and cried, Hansel, we are saved, the old witch is dead. Then Hansel sprang like a bird from its cage when the door opened. How they did rejoice and embrace each other, and dance about and kiss each other. And as they had no longer any need to fear her, they went into the witch's house, and in every corner there stood chests full of pearls and jewels. These are far better than pebbles, said Hansel, and thrust into his pockets whatever could be got in. And Gretel said, I too will take something home for me, and filled her pinafore full. But now we must be off, said Hansel, that we may get out of the witch's forest. When they had walked for two hours, they came to a great stretch of water. We cannot cross, said Hansel. I see no foot plank, no bridge. And there is also no ferry, answered Gretel. But a white duck is swimming there. If I ask her, she will help us over. Then she cried, Little duck, little duck, dost thou see? Hansel and Gretel are waiting for thee. There's never a plank or bridge inside. Take us across on their back so white. The duck came to them, and Hansel seated himself on its back and told his sister to sit by him. How big is this duck? It's a massive yeah, duck. It's like, I'm going to help. And it's like, um, oh, oh, you looked a bit bigger. I thought you were further away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just there. It's just like hard to see in the light. And it's like, this come on, get on. Drowned out of awkwardness. Aren't yeah. you pop? <laughs> <laughs> no, replied Gretel. That will be too heavy for the little duck. She shall take us across one after the other. The good little duck did so, and when they were once safely across and had walked for a short time, the forest seemed to be more and more familiar to them, and at length they saw from afar their father's house. Then they began to run, rushed into the parlour and threw themselves around their father's neck. The man had not known one happy hour since he had left the children in the forest. The woman, however, was dead. Gretel emptied her pinafore until pearls and precious stones ran about the room, and Hansel threw one handful after another out of his pocket and added to them. Then all anxiety was at an end, and they lived together in perfect happiness. My tale is done. There runs a mouse. Whoever catches it may make himself a big fur cap out of it. <laughs> what? <laughs> Did you... I really think the author just got really distracted then. Yeah. <laughs> just like, oh. End of story, by the way. That was it. I mean, best ending ever. Yeah. I thought, I don't know why, I thought the twist was going to be that the stepmother becomes the witch. They I feel like there are versions where that, that, like where that yeah. happens. That's such a that's a much better twist. I like that. that like twist, it's yeah. like an it's like all a ruse, and that she has this double life as the witch and all that mm. sort of thing. I thought um, the kids were gonna set up some kind of empire, merchant empire, and then rub it in their parents' faces that they're poor. <laughs> I also I don't know why. Maybe it's because I've like, again lo lots of different versions. I literally thought in this one they'd just get killed. I don't oh, know why yeah. I thought that, but maybe maybe, maybe there's some like, macabre. Yeah, there are some macabre, but like that was no more grim 
than any other version. I think any other adaptation. Yeah. Which mm. I, I I know for a fact that there are some that which we're going to hear. Yeah. Where it is just far more dark than we know. Then it's like Disney, probably Disney, uh, have, have obviously softened it so that it's more receptive for yeah. really small kids. But I think Hansel and Gretel is one of those ones where we seem to accept the the gruesomeness of the ending. Uh, and that seems to be like, oh, yeah, no, that's fine. She did said a bad thing, therefore she can be pushed in the oven. And I think it's because it's a death that you wouldn't necessarily see because you shut the door on it. Yeah. Uh, that All of a sudden, that's a more acceptable death. Whereas if you think yeah. about the logistics of being burnt alive in an oven, not it's, so much. Yeah, and it would be really yeah. slow. Yeah. yeah, it would. But I know there are some modern versions where they do take that out and instead uh, the the witch, I think, gets either locked in, the, it, in Hansel's cage instead yeah. So that there's not. And then they run, they rob yeah. her and leave her locked up, don't they? Yeah. Uh, I do find it interesting because obviously Grimm's Tales seem to feature a lot of kind of comeuppance and death seems to be the comeuppance. And you go, oh, things were quite terrible back then. But then you look at a lot of kids' stories and Disney stories, the amount of children's films which start with someone dying is just insane. Mm. So it's kind of weird how this genre of fairy tale, maybe Grimm's Tale, have set that in terms of death being a, a very regular feature in, in children's literature and stories and films. Well, yeah, this, I mean, it's, it's not related, but I teach uh, on a Saturday morning and afternoon, actually, um, like six, six to eight year olds. And we're doing, um, we're doing some excerpts from Annie. And I was speaking to my partner the other day and I was like, oh, I don't know. I like, because I want to talk about the themes and who they are. But I was like, I don't know if it's acceptable to talk about the concept of an orphanage. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. And then I was like, God, that's quite, that's quite a nuts thing. Like the age of six learning of the, just understanding the concept. Some children, mummies and daddies die really young. Yeah. Mm. And that could happen to you. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa, but yeah. it, you just cut, they somehow take it in their stride, but you'd think it'd yeah. be a really like, upsetting concept. Yeah. But I think it's probably quite an important lesson for children to learn because children, well, humans generally, but children especially, are quite inherently selfish in terms of the way that they look at the world and themselves. And they often think that everybody else's life experience is exactly the same as theirs because it's all they know. So it's quite important, I think, to kind of discuss these things with them because then they start to learn like, oh, that child maybe doesn't have as nice clothes as me because their family aren't as well off. Not everybody has that same background as you do. Oh, so-and-so, you know lives in an orphanage because their parent or lives with grandma or lives with a carer because something happened to their parents. Like it's something that's it's an empathy thing that I think needs to be taught anyway. So I think it's probably quite good discussing these things with kids rather than sheltering them. Yeah. Cause it helps them empathize with their people around them. Cause they're going to come into contact with people with, from very different walks of life than themselves. I think for me, there's just this there. You just feel like getting a phone call from a parent. Yeah, going I know. Like, you taught my child the concept of death. Yeah. My, my child now won't let go of me because they think I'm going to leave them or something. <laughs> <laughs> tomorrow, my child watches me while I tomorrow, sleep. <laughs> I love you tomorrow. <laughs> So I've got reference.com up because there's no spark notes or lit charts for this book. Reference.com. 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 Could be jingle writers. For all your referencing needs. There isn't really much in terms of analysis in terms of this. They basically just say the main theme of Hansel and Gretel is survival and resilience in a world of food scarcity and deprivation. 
Evil is introduced as one strategy of survival, but it is overcome by the clever children. So it's obviously like, you know, it's kind of a story of you can either use evil to overcome or you can use your wits and your intelligence to overcome. And, and they're quite very... a good team, aren't they? Yes. Like, it's quite, I yeah. suppose it's also quite a good moral lesson for like siblings being like you know if you guys work together you can be unstoppable do you know what i really liked because up till all the way up till the end gretel was a bit rubbish like she just cried a lot and went along with everything but she was the one who ultimately stepped up and saved them both and so because i was sitting there going oh is this going to be another one of those old school stories where the females are always just damsels in distress that need saving and can't do anything themselves but that shows that you know not only was the baddie a woman, but also the the savior and the person who ultimately kind of overcomes that baddie was also the girl in the story. So I was and, kind of quite and happy the stepmother. About that. I said the most yeah. pathetic character was the woodcutter. Yes, definitely. As it wasn't just like, it wasn't just like um, hi woodcutter. When 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 your um, partner or wife discuss this plan, why didn't you just go? No, we're not going to do that. Yes, and if you not like, it oh up again, well, you I've, will I suppose I've got to go along with it. No, like, exactly. <laughs> get a job. Or cut more wood. <laughs> go and cut more wood. At no point this is like, oh, he was cutting wood. Oh, maybe it said he was going to go and cut wood all day. But cut more expensive wood. Or get into mm. Christmas trees. Get into Christmas trees. <laughs> oh, go mate, cut those some redwoods. are so expensive. Go straight for the mahogany. What are you mm. doing? <laughs> so just some information on the Brothers Grimm. We have Jacob Ludwig Karl Grimm. Jakob, Mary. Jakob. Jakob Ludwig Karl Grimm. Jakob Wilhelm Grimm. Wilhelm Karl Grimm. Yeah. Very uh, important to notice that one is Karl with a K, the other one is Karl with a C. So their parents aren't as lazy at naming them as you think they are. But probably the main thing to notice is is that one obviously they're from germany so all of these stories would have been translated from german folklore but also that these stories weren't actually written by them they were catalogued by them so they basically during the rise of romanticism during the 18th century they went round and found all these folklore stories and catalogued them into a book yeah of, some I of think, them go back a long time i think yeah and they, they basically went from like 156 stories to like more than 200 by the time they published the book as well so but it, it's very important to realize that these are these are stories from the oral tradition that have been passed down to generation and generation in german folklore they weren't written by brothers Grimm. So they're not yeah. the author. Well, I guess that there would have been certain details that they would have pinned down, whereas in the oral tradition, there would have been a variation from household yes. to household or town to town. They obviously decided that these stories are so good, they need to be kind of codified, i.e. written down so that they're, they're kind of the purity of them or is, is kind of maintained and kept through generation rather than people adding their own embellishments and changing the general story. Not that that's worked because the Simpsons have changed it disenchantment have changed it everybody's changed it anyway and most versions cut out the whole duck bit don't they yes it was quite pointless it, it wasn't never really ending story yeah. yeah there seems to be quite a theme though across a lot of the stories of talking woodland creatures they seem to think that kids just love a talking duck and love a talking fox and a talking oh, frog children, and, yeah it's not just children i know you love duck. a talking duck oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> to be fair this duck didn't talk it just went 
just it just shrugs, just shrugs, okay. shrugs provocatively. Go on. Ah. <laughs> provocatively. I've got the right word. wing. <laughs> <laughs> Come here. <laughs> Minor kinder. <laughs> Brilliant. So that concludes the very first episode of our extra Grim extra, Tales short extra. story. Sorry, I did it wrong, didn't I? Extra. <laughs> Is that like a chewing gum thing? Uh, no, they, no. Uh, Wrigley's extra. Is it just Josh podcast I listen to that do that? Do that? Right. Well. Do they? So I've sold on it. Yeah. That, I don't, that, oh, no, do you know They don't do it anymore. I wasn't sure if this was just an after hours special. And they thing. said it's the Guardian Football Weekly extra. extra. And they go extra. Oh, uh, okay. Nice. But there might not be, there won't be much crossover. Yeah. So it's I fine. I doubt it. It's also so, reminiscent of uh, Troy and Nara in the morning <laughs> nights. <laughs> I love that. One. I have been watching Community again. I've been very yeah. same really same here. It. It's too good. It's so stupid. It's great. So thank you so much for supporting us through Patreon and thank for this nonsense. Thank we will be back with another short story next month just as a little thank you for your support as well as the regular weekly episodes that will come from anchor as well so hope you guys are staying safe and enjoying our stories and we will see you next time bye i'll be the same pet